how a river rodent and a public health message can go together. Here's Don. My wife is a uh, second grade teacher, and all this past week or more, uh, the kids have been going over uh, beavers and studying about beavers and their habitat. And so at home, we've had innumerable conversations about beavers, and we've written got material together to make beaver lodges for the kids and videos and all this. <laughs> My goodness. So, wow. I'm driving to work and I'm not quite awake and the radio's down a little bit lower and then I hear Mary's voice say, if you have a beaver, stay home. So I've got all these questions immediately of why in the world, how many people have beavers? <laughs> if you have a beaver, why should you stay home? And what, what is it with the beavers? And, I, and it finally occurred to me, she said, if you have a fever, stay home. <laughs> Mary. Josh. Daily. Mary. Josh. Daily. The Mary and Josh Daily Podcast is brought to you by United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family-owned partner with a direct lender advantage. Go to unitedfaithmortgage.com whole idea of a God nudge, been chatting about that. And is it something that you've come up with in your own head and you're thinking, well, yeah, this is God because you're trying to manipulate and control? Uh-huh. Or is it him really leading you into something to maybe stretch you and grow you and bring you to a new place? It's a good thought to have because I don't, I don't know that we do think about it very much. And it certainly got the wheels spinning. We've been talking about Joseph and how even though he got like dragged down to the lowest of the low, he always gave boys God through every circumstance, regardless of where he was at. Mm-hmm. And talking about even like back in his lineage with his with Abraham and how Abraham stumbled. He got Isaac and Isaac, Isaac still stumbled. But yet Joseph decided to like break all the generational curses and keep his glory to God and see where it took him. You don't own the dream. Yes. It's God's dream. And you just have to let go and let him take you how, however he's going to take you. And I love it because all God wants you to do is to make sure that your faith is stronger. This is a sign you've matured or you've become an OCD control freak. So yesterday, look at my calendar. It's got several things on it. I'm just like, okay, just looking at what the day is going to kind of flow like. Like paper calendar, computer calendar. Computer calendar. Okay, on the screen, all right. Yes, and for one of the meetings, I got a remove from calendar meeting is canceled. Ooh. Invite, uninvite. (laughs) So click the button, pop, gone off my calendar. And it was like I had been given $10 million. Are you serious? Oh, how yes. long was the meeting? I mean, it was only 30 minutes. But here's the deal. And, and it the, made and you feel that good? It did. Because the life that we live now, I think for a lot of us, <laughs> it's you're looking anywhere for a little extra time, even if it's just 30 minutes. <laughs> time added to my day. I can breathe. I feel like the sky's just opened up and oh, okay. like the sun was shining down. And God's like, I see you, girl. Why is it so hard to start these conversations? Getting kids to talk after school and give you real information seems impossible. Uh, I struggle with it. My wife and I have four kids, and it's like, how was your day? Okay. And that's it. So we (laughs) found an article that may... I know it's going to help me. It may help you as well. Getting real information out of your child after school. Did you do anything different today? That's good. It's not a yes-no question. Right. That makes them think a little bit. They might elaborate on the answer. 
this is real true honesty. Did anything happen that annoyed you? Oh, wow. Like, I like that because sometimes it's not all, you know, roses and rainbows. Okay. There's tough stuff going on. How about this? What was the hardest rule to follow? That can actually, oh. your teachers will love it if you ask that yeah. question. <laughs> conversation earlier that uh, Rebecca wanted to jump in on too. You were talking about how to get your kids to talk more and when my kids were smaller, they're much older now, um, I would always ask them what's the best part of your day and I didn't get, you know, the fine, the okay, like you would, like how's your day, what have you, so asking them that question got me more answers. I like it. Rebecca, thank you. I can use this with my kids because not only will I get more than one okay, I don't think I would get the eye roll with that question. Uh Maybe not. You know, it's just like, <laughs> thank you very much, Rebecca. You're, you're changing lives. When you're desperate and craving something to help you feel better, as we look at so many things in life, and there's a lot of temporary stuff, but finding something that can be long-lasting and can sustain you. And as I look at the pain my family's experienced as we've lost three grandparents to COVID, there have been some dark times. And as I'm crying out to God and just begging for a break in the pain, this verse has helped tremendously. And it's in one of the Psalms that just talks about how God is close to the brokenhearted. Mm. And it's not saying, poof, everything's fixed and life is perfect, but just knowing that God understands the pain and he is there with you in it. Staying young is what we want. We want to look young, feel young, act young. And yeah. doing some things can, can sometimes help with all of that. On a recent vacation, I decided, like I did when I was a child, I wanted to do a cartwheel into the pool. Okay. I didn't end up with <laughs> stitches or an ER trip, but I'm sore just from that small little thing. <laughs> Renee knows how you feel. Okay, now this was a few years ago. Right now, I wouldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> I went and bought this long slip and slide for my kids and my nieces and nephews set it up in mom's front yard and it had this like this pole at the end of it i thought how cool so i decided to be the first one to try it out wrong decision (laughs) oh no hit this slip and slide went right off the end of it (gasps) across the sidewalk oh my word that strip of grass right before the (laughs) fortunately i did not hurt myself but you know what slip and slides are for kids of course, it's great when you can repurpose items and kids can get, oh, things just get a little dicey when yeah. they're involved. Yeah. Uh, you talk about um, your son and using basically a marker as a Q-tip. Just He just went to town yeah. on his ear and it was there for days. Kids are the best ones at this. DJ has an example. I have three boys, six, seven, and eight, and they were, they were really big in swords. They found new uses for my toilet brush and toilet plungers. What? Yeah. My daughter, who is two years, three years older than them, comes screaming at the door, Mom! <laughs> get them! They're trying to hit me with these things! And I'm like, what? And I keep running into them. Yeah, and they're like all decked out in cakes and, you know... <laughs> Phone's always available for you to call and share anything. Amanda is here this morning. You ask about a hero that you would wear their jersey. Yeah, so who is that in your life? Um, it would be my youngest daughter. She would be 10. The doctors gave up on her at birth. She had severe disabilities. She became one of a kind and overcome everything they said. And God let us keep her for eight years. And then 
we were able to donate three of her organs, and she saved three lives. Oh, my My goodness. So that would be the jersey I would wear. (laughs) It's interesting what will make a person become detail-oriented. And there's like, for example, there's a lot that's gone into you, Mary, having OCD and germophobia. I mean, it's it's a long, drawn-out process. It's over For my sure. it's over my pay grade. I can't get into it with you right now. But anyway, um, <laughs> you'll be proud of me. I think I was at a gas station yesterday, and I went in because I was like thirsty and I had a long drive, so I wanted to get a drink. But I'm out of hand sanitizer, so <gasps> I I know I know. So I opened the door. You can't help but open the sliding cooler doors and stuff. So I'm keeping track of what fingers have touched something, so I know which ones are dirty. I get uh-huh. up. I get up to the counter. I have my couple of things. I'm barely holding on, getting my wallet, fumbling through stuff, trying to not touch with my <laughs> contaminated fingers. I pay and I scoop up all my stuff awkwardly. And the lady stopped at the register. She stopped me right at the door and, and she said, "Excuse me, did you cut your finger?" <laughs> I said, "No, I'm just trying to keep track of which fingers are dirty right now." <laughs> about time you realize it's mary's world we're just living in it um <laughs> so i had a question mary you are the resident germaphobe and now everyone's having to deal with a lot of the same stuff you deal with yeah. without a pandemic going right. on for example i want to know what you would do in this scenario because this was me just yesterday i stopped off at a gas station needed a drink had a long drive i was thirsty so i i get out of the car and realize though i have no more hand sanitizer in the car it's oh like, no! I know. So that's like everybody's security blanket as we're dealing with all of this stuff. So I don't have it, but I am. I am getting a drink. So I go inside and I gotta open the door. I don't want to use my hand. What do you do? Yeah. Like so, Tom. What do you do? Well, there are two options. Um, in one scenario, I would either stand there and wait for the next person to go in or out, and then I would squeeze through the door. Or <laughs> okay. your elbow is also a great tool, Josh. Okay. All right. Good. So elbow. Then you go to the cooler, and this isn't one of the coolers that has the swing open door. These are difficult. It's a sliding door, um, and you really got to push these to get them open. Again, my hand is not an option. What do you do? Elbow. Always elbow. Again, but like again, I'm trying oh, yeah. to I'm trying to paint Josh, a picture for you. The the little the little part to push is really small. Like I don't know no, if the elbow works. Trust me, I may look like a contortionist or some circus act, <laughs> but the way my elbow works is unbelievable. When you're giving something to a friend, maybe giving financially to a ministry like this, the river, or giving to your children, isn't it nice to know? Well, I get to make this choice. What I'm giving is mine. My name is Josh, and United Faith Mortgage really likes that whole idea, too. That's why they're a direct lender. Maybe you've had experiences with mortgage companies in the past where it's like red tape, email, and phone call, and no answer, and wait, 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 because the company you're working for has to get authority from somebody else. Well, United Faith Mortgage is lending with their own money. That means they can make their own decisions and approvals. They walk down the hall. They don't have to call across the country. For you, that means they can move faster. Less paperwork, less time, less stress. Also the best rates, and the rates are still really good, and the whole idea is to save your family additional money and stress. United Faith Mortgage has been partnering with The River for years. Their core is the same as ours, faith and family. Go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. Animal number 1330. The Mary and Josh Daily Podcast is presented by United Faith Mortgage. Produced by Josh Hooper. For more, go to riverradio.com or on Facebook, search 1049 The River or search Mornings with Mary and Josh.